Today's podcast is presented by PodGo. PodGo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from PodGo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add Fruit and Flourishing in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Thank you, Podgo, for supporting this podcast. Hello, my people, and welcome to the Fruit and Flourishing podcast. My name is Lisa Madison, and I'm very happy you're here today. I'm the owner of The Flourishing Space, where I offer one-on-one coaching for youths, teens, and adults, alongside additional support through workshops, blogs, podcasts, all the things. I'm a certified life and eating disorder recovery coach, specializing in all things recovery, mental health, personal development, confidence, careers, goals, and much more. For more information, you can check out my website, theflourishingspace.ca, and all the socials at The Flourishing Space. Speaking of workshops, I am actually hosting a four-week virtual workshop series, one for youths and one for adults. Um, kind of all about, you know, establishing routines, building confidence. Uh, we'll do some meditation, stretch. There's a ton of stuff that I'm planning for these workshops and I'm really, really excited. So you can check out my website, um, for more information on those. And if you want to register, join the party. May is mental health awareness month. And although this is a topic that we should be discussing every single day, every single month, Um, I really want to use this time to better ourselves and open up more conversations, open up more doors, break down more barriers in our brains. Let's do the damn thing. Also, be sure to give this podcast a rating and review as it is so much appreciated and you're beautiful. Hi, let's get into today's episode, shall we? First of all, I just need to say that my allergies are at an all-time high. I feel like I can't breathe. I feel like my throat is closing up. And no, it is not um, the vid, if that's what our mind jumped to. My allergies are brutal today. And we slept with the window open last night. And I ran out of allergy pills. Um, So if I sound a little off or I need to, I don't know, like hack up a lung, that's what's going on. And my allergies, it's always in my throat and behind in like my ears. So all that sinusy stuff. Oh, it's brutal. It's brutal. So again, not the vid, but not doing great allergy wise. We love spring. Not really. Quick disclaimer. I am discussing eating disorders, triggers, mental illness, all that fun stuff. So if that's triggering to you in any way, which is funny because that's what we're talking about in this week's episode, um, please sit this one out. I love you and I'm rooting for you always and I will see you in the next one. I think a lot of people assume that when I'm talking about something that might relate to them, like recovery or mental illness, anything like that, I think people assume 
that you'd want to listen to it. But the truth is, these were actually a really big trigger for me until I got to the point when I was ready to listen to them. There were some days where I could listen to other people's eating disorder stories and stuff like that or their recovery journey. But then there were days where I couldn't and it was triggering and I just like didn't want to. So let's keep that in mind that stuff like this can also be a trigger to those struggling. And I completely understand. Um, so just always whenever you're ready, that's, that's how we do it guys, whenever you're ready. And whenever you feel comfortable. Um, but yeah, today, I really wanted to dive in on triggers and not just with eating disorders, but I think all mental illness in general. So a trigger can be a word or a topic of discussion or anything like that, that can cause a lot of stress might make you overwhelmed and can pretty much just affect on how have a huge effect on how you're feeling in the moment based off of what you're battling with how loud the voices are whatever it might be for example speaking from personal experience like I said some triggers are listening to other people's uh, stories or recovery tips until I was ready Um, words like calories or when people would discuss their diets or eating habits in front of me Even sometimes when people would talk negatively about their bodies in front of me, that became a big trigger. And these triggers can pretty much instantly change your mood. They can honestly have a huge effect on your day. But the thing about mental illness, speaking from my experience, is that we don't necessarily know when it's going to be a trigger. For example here, I remember when I was maybe about two years into my recovery journey, I started getting my butt back a little bit, which I was really excited about because I was finally building back that muscle and I was working hard towards that because I lost all my muscle. And so I finally noticed that muscle coming back in the booty. And I expressed this to Ryan, um, my boyfriend, who is also my biggest supporter. And we were super excited about it, obviously. But then the following week, we were doing a workout together. Maybe we were on a run. I can't really remember. And he made a comment that my butt looked great and it's coming back. And he did nothing wrong at all because that was something that I even expressed. Like he did absolutely nothing wrong. But for some reason in that moment, it triggered me and I shut down. So again, these triggers really happen based off of how loud the voices are that day. And we aren't too sure when it's going to be a good thing, when it's going to be a bad thing. But a huge part of recovery is learning how to handle those triggers and handle the outside world. Recovery is hard in general, but this part especially is very hard or was at least really hard for myself because you really have to actively shut off that part of your brain and understand that the world is not responsible for your triggers your friends, your family, a stranger at the grocery store, they are not responsible for your triggers and they don't understand what could trigger you and why it would trigger you. It's like when you're standing in line at a grocery store and you look beside you and you see a ton of magazines with headlines that say, this diet will make you lose 20 pounds in two days, or look at this celebrity, they have cellulite and stuff like that which yeah, can very easily be a trigger for someone struggling. But here's the truth. We can't control what people say or what they write on magazine covers. We can't control what others believe, but we can fully control what we believe and what we know is best for us. The truth is, 
we can't escape triggers. We cannot shut down every article or every person that says something we don't like. Sure, we can speak our opinion. We can stand for what we believe is right, but we can't control what other people do. And that's the, that's the truth of the matter. So again, we have to handle it ourselves. For the beginning of recovery, I always recommend telling your closest support systems some things that do trigger you. I found this to be really, really helpful, um, although it was really hard because I don't like people feeling like they're walking on eggshells around me or that I'm a burden on their lives. But the truth is, they're in your support system for a reason and coming from a very independent and strong-willed woman who did not want to let anyone in they really do just want what's best for you, as I'm sure you do for them as well. So whether it be your parents, your partner, your best friend, they want to learn, but you have to help them too. So maybe just let them know some topics you think would be better to avoid, at least for the time being, and I'm sure they'll respect that. But with that also has to come um, a sense of understanding that this is new to them, and they're not perfect. So if they slip up and say something to trigger you, that's not on them. And you really have to take responsibility for the way it makes you feel. I've talked about this before, but when I really started to put my recovery first, something Ryan and I came up with was a safe word because he knew that things like holidays and parties, especially with my family, could become really triggering for me. Um, I found there was a lot of conversation about bodies and diets and food and workouts and stuff like that. And sometimes it was really hard to get through, sometimes more than others. But, you know, some days I woke up already anxious about how the day is going to go. And, you know, now I'm definitely at a point where it doesn't bother me at all. I'm I'll happily throw in my two cents or just talk about something else because who wants to talk about diets 24-7? I mean, teach their own, but whatever. Um, anyways, Ryan and I had a safe word. So if it was becoming too much for me or he could see me shutting down or I could feel myself shutting down, we would just politely step out of the room or, you know, we'd kind of go off to another area and have our own conversation and just kind of distract me from all of it and just talk about other things that make us happy, right? Throughout recovery, The more you grow and amplify your voice as opposed to your illness's voice, you slowly start to notice these things that were once triggers for you not bother you as much. You really do adapt to to tuning them out, excuse me, and focusing on what you need to do. So keeping in the back of your mind that you cannot control the outside world and all you can control is you and focus on you. That's how we slowly start to adapt to it and really tune them out. It always comes back to changing the narrative in your head and remembering what is truly important to you. To be completely blunt here, guys, your recovery is not important to a stranger on the street. It's not. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. But it's important to you and that is all that matters. I wanted to touch base and talk about this drama that went on with Demi Lovato recently because a lot of people were asking how I felt about it. So I thought I should share um, how I feel. And this is totally just my opinion here. I'm not looking to get in trouble or anything like that. Uh, For those who don't know, though, she pretty much called out a small family owned ice cream shop in California. 
I'm not sure their name, but I'll look into it. Um, but she nastily called them out on social media, which I mean, Demi, you know, your platform and that, that wasn't cool. Um, I think she really jumped the gun on this one, but anyways, I guess what happened was she went in and she saw that the ice creams were labeled things like gluten-free, sugar-free, dairy-free and stuff like that. And again, took it right to social media because this triggered her and her eating disorder voice, which I get. Um, Breaking diet culture is a huge part of recovery and society in general. And I respect her passion for this. I really do. I respect what she thought she was doing. But what she didn't realize um, is that the ice cream shop was one that catered to those with dietary restrictions. So like celiac, diabetes, lactose intolerance. Now, do I think she was in the wrong? I do. Um, As a recovery warrior and recovery coach, I completely sympathize with her. I understand her intentions. I think they were coming from the right place. I know it wasn't meant to be cruel. And I also know how hard it is. However, I do think this is a clear example of her not handling her triggers the way that she could have, which again, those voices, when they're loud, it's hard. I, I get it. So maybe it's not her that was in the wrong. Maybe it was these voices. They were just really loud. That was that day. I'm not too sure. Um, but the world, again, it's not responsible for your triggers. And I think her argument about how it could be labeled differently is somewhat productive. However, I don't think that those who do have dietary restrictions want to walk into a store and like feel like they have to go to the sign that says celiac disease or lactose intolerant. I think it might be more comfortable for them to go to the one that says gluten-free options here, sugar-free options here. So again, I do respect her intentions. I do understand. I, hello, voice crack. Am I hitting puberty? Maybe. I've been in situations like this where something triggered me and I kind of lash out without thinking. That's kind of how triggers work. Um, And I lash out without thinking about the people I could have affected and that they really didn't do anything wrong. And honestly, I look back at these moments and I just cringe. I'm like, oh, sweet Lisa, I, I can't relive some of those moments, but you know some of these moments that this voice has made me experience, but it's okay. It's all part of the journey. It's all part of the process. But all of this goes back to, we are responsible for our triggers and the world isn't. The ice cream shop did not do anything wrong. I see where she's coming from, but they don't run their shop based off of like pro diet culture or whatever. They're just being inclusive and giving those with serious dietary restrictions, the options to enjoy ice cream like anyone else. It has nothing to do with Demi Lovato. It has nothing to do with her eating disorder. It has nothing to do with eating disorders in general. They're not a pro eating disorder store. All in all, guys, eating disorders and recovery is a tough ass thing to navigate. The journey is hard. It's long. It's frustrating. It's confusing for everyone involved, but it's always worth it. And you reach a point where you look back and think, okay, that's why I went through all of this. That's why I went through these weird moments. That's why I went through so many highs, so many lows, so much anger and happiness and realizations and bumps and all of it. But you have to live it to get there. Um, And it all starts with working on yourself and it starts with fighting those voices and remembering why you're doing what you're doing, 
remembering that you're doing it for you. All for you, baby. In the words of Miley Cyrus, life's a clam, but the view is great. What the, what was that accent? Anyways, guys, I hope, I hope this, um, was helpful in some way. Um, that's all I have for you for today's affirmation. I'll say it twice on the second time. Say it in your head or even better scream it out loud. I choose to focus on myself. I choose to grow every day. I choose to focus on myself. I choose to grow every day. Stay happy, stay healthy, eat your fruit, take an allergy pill, and keep flourishing. I love you so much. Bye.